Good morning, everybody. It is episode number 55 of The Map, the mental health and addiction podcast. We started this podcast back in, wow, January of 19 to help bring light the, uh, help bring to light the issues around mental health and addiction. Illuminate. Um, As you may know, one in five people in the U.S. struggle with mental health issues. As a matter of fact, over 70,000 people have actually overdosed. And it's an issue that affects communities and does not discriminate based on geography or economic status. Mm -hmm. Mental health and addiction affects us all. And joining me as always is my friend and colleague, the great Willie Drinkwater. Hi, ho. Hi, who are you, William? Who am I? What am I doing here? All the existential not, questions. That's huh? right. That's Where's right. Jean-Paul Sartre when you need him, you know? So. That's right. Or um, uh, I don't even know. Go ahead. A little about me. Yeah, I've been in the field of uh, mental health and addiction for 32 years. I got my start in addiction, but then uh, crossed over into inpatient psych for close to 14 years and stuff. So so I think of uh, addiction, uh, you know, dual diagnosis is the expectation, not the exception. Uh, I have a private practice. I'm an educator for UMass Boston in the Addiction Counseling Education Program where uh, my primary course is addiction with co-occurring disorders. I'm a practicum supervisor, do family and addiction issues, that type of thing. And you've been around for? Yeah, 32 years in the field. 32 years in the field and well-respected. And you used to be a comedy writer. I did. Well, I did. I was with uh, WBCN, the Rock of Boston, on the morning show. Oh, but WBCN, the Rock but of Boston. But not before breakfast, big mattress players. I, that's long before I uh, I ventured to this. Made uh, to the Boston scene. To yeah. this region. My name is Andy Bernstein, as I mentioned in the opening. Thank you, well, by the way, Willie. My name is Andy sure. Bernstein. I uh, am pretty passionate about helping people with mental health and addiction. I um, started a show back in October of... Um, or December of 2017 called Cross Jack with NFL great or NHL great Kevin Stevens. Willie was one of my hosts and my background is in TV and radio. And I uh, felt like I can really help people in this time with, you know, um, my background and trying to help people understand what's going on in the world of mental health and addiction through the power of the media. So um, Willie and I are holding down the fort today. Chris is, on assignment. Who knows where she is right now? <laughs> right? She could be in the Lincoln Tunnel. Who knows? You know? She could be in the Lincoln Tunnel. She could be, you know, looking for shells on the beach. You know, hopefully it's not red tide down in Florida. So, um, so we're going to make do. And we're going to song ca- Green Grass and Red Tides Forever. No, that's my debut album. No. Oh, Green Grass and High Tides. No. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. My debut. Um, so, Obviously, Thanksgiving holidays coming up. It's a, a very uh, scary time for some people out there, or a lot of people out there, given the COVID and um, you know all that's going on with the holidays and depression, etc. We have a special guest joining us today. Her name is Beth Stark. She's the Goose Mom. Let's bring her in, and we're going to catch up with Beth, kind of hear what she's up to. We've had her on the show before, and then we're going to hear from Willie, who's going to give us some great insight about uh, pandemic tips of coping, which is something he does. Hello, Beth. Hello, Beth. Good morning. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. It's good to see you, friend. Good to see good you. Good to see you, too. I miss people. I I know. I We're all... Uh, we're all in our little bubble, and and 
it's a little crazy of a time, but you've uh, you've been on the show before, and mm-hmm. we're thrilled to have you back. Uh, your story continues to evolve and grow. So for those of you who maybe haven't seen the show before, um, I know you've told this story ad nauseum, but can you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of what you're up to today and how you've been coping in the pandemic? Yeah, absolutely. So again, my name is Beth Stark. Um, I am someone who lives with a diagnosis of bipolar and substance abuse disorder. Um, I'm in recovery. Uh, I'd say, yeah, I'm in recovery from many things, but those are my big two things. Um, I am the mom to a beautiful five-year-old boy who is um, my heart, my everything, my drive. And uh, I, um, Andy, do you want me to give a little backstory? Or- yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. So um, in, in 2016, um, I was lucky enough to be saved from a suicide attempt in the Charles River. Um, and that started my journey on my road to recovery. It was not smooth. It was not easy. Um, I, uh, 2016, that happened, got diagnosed bipolar, um, came out, still struggled that summer. Um, at the time I'd been served divorce papers and I had parenting rights, which meant I could see my son, but I couldn't, um, have any things that I I'd say people take for granted, like driving a car with my son, taking him to target, um, doing any of that. I went to rehab that fall. I loved it. I did great. I came out, made it six months, hung out with someone who did not have my best interest at heart. And uh, I relapsed and it was um, very difficult. Uh, I came clean and coming clean was the best thing I did. Um, It stunk because then it started everything back over again, but I got a whole new path to recovery. Um, I embraced lots of different pathways I met amazing people along the way, and that was March of March twenty fourth, two thousand seventeen. And I sit here today, and uh, things are so different. I work as a recovery coach and a peer specialist. Um, I'm very concerned with Thanksgiving and COVID, and just the isolation that everyone's feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it's just it's just awful. And uh, I just started grad school at Simmons to um, nice. Nice. my MSW, and it's. So awesome, so hard. Um, it's hard. It's harder in the sense of reading and learning about uh, so many things that I went through and being able to identify with what's written in the textbook. Let's. And, can, oh, I wanted yeah. to back up for a second. Yeah. Um, can you talk about why we call you the Goose Mom? Oh can, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, so sorry. Okay, so, and then we'll go. And then I want to talk about um, some of the things that you're specializing in as well. So in uh, the summer of yes. Yeah, Summer of 2017, I was working at a daycare in Maltham, and uh, it was incredibly difficult because I was going to work every day, working with children when I didn't have um, my own rights to be a parent. And I was actually thinking about this yesterday. I remember I had this really nosy teacher, and I'd worked there before, left my maternity leave, came back. They knew I was divorced. Um, They knew things weren't great. And she kept asking me why I didn't have a car seat in my car. And finally, I was like, I don't have a car seat because I can't drive with Philip. And I started bawling my eyes out. And... um, yeah, I thought of that yesterday. And then one day I was leaving work and, um, oh, backtrack. Um, there's a big pond outside the window. And every spring for like years, we had seen families of geese out there. They gave birth to their goslings. They went around and it was like, they were like little families, like cousins and aunts and uncles. And it, you just, you, it just happens every year. And then, uh, one day I was leaving work and I saw one goose walking by herself and I pulled over and I was like, that's me. And I was trying not to cry. Um, that everyone left her and she's sick and she needs help. And uh, it just opened something up in me. And then it started me telling people how agonizing it was to um, walk in my shoes. 
and not that I wanted pity or sympathy because a lot of this stuff um, were, you know, were things that I did, uh, but it was so difficult to say to people, I don't have my son. Um, and I didn't know why these things happened to me. I had no idea. Uh, you know, I grew up in a town where drinking was okay. Like everyone kind of drank in people's basements, wasn't a big deal. In my twenties, I, I probably always drank recklessly. And then after I had my son, it was like something switched and I could not stop drinking. Nice. And uh, it's, it's, so it's like, while I'm in school right now and I'm thinking about all these things, it's like opening up old wounds um, in a good way because now I can kind of say, oh, that was like a loss of a role. Like that's what happened. So that makes sense to me, like why I felt so horrible besides right. the obvious of not having my child, losing my marriage, losing my home, losing that side of my family that had been my family for 10 years. Um, friends dropped me. Uh, people didn't want to be around me. They couldn't understand why I would make those mistakes, why I would do those things, like what was wrong with me. And it was like, well, there was lots of mitigating factors going on in my brain. And uh, yeah, it just it sunk. And so um, geese are my spirit animal. And actually this morning I picked I up- I thought I was. I thought <laughs> I was. <laughs> I picked up Philly this morning from his dad and we were driving back and we saw geese. So we pulled over and took pictures of them because- He's like, Mama, geese, geese, like, and he knows that's me and him. And so you are right, and you yeah. identified it's such a big part part of your story. So yep. you continue to evolve, right? So you when I met you, you were doing um This early, is my brain. Right. Oh, or, yeah, early education, yep. Right. I met you a few couple of years ago already. Mm -hmm crazy and you um this is my brave is something that you do um which we'll get into in a second but okay so so since we last spoke you got into graduate school as you yes, talked about yes which is amazing right I'm so um, proud. <laughs> you should be now what are you trying to study in what what are you trying to study what are you trying to um you know you talk a lot about postpartum depression is one of the things that yeah. you um i don't know if that's part of your grad school uh well, yeah, so um, I'm in the MSW program and my concentrations in groups and families. Um, mm -hmm. I want to work, uh, ideally, once I'm done with my program, I really want to work with uh, moms with postpartum. And I think the more I talk about it and the more I get to know people, the more I hear that so many people had it. Like, I'll meet, <laughs> this isn't funny and I'm not laughing at it. But I'll meet guys and they're like, they, they're, you know, they're divorced and they're like, my wife had that or so, you know, and it's so trivial. And I'm like, it's, it's not, postpartum is the baby blues. Postpartum is lots of things. But what we hear about in the media is postpartum is when like at Christmas, when the mom jumped off the building last year with her kids, mm. right? The first thing I thought of was that was postpartum. Is it, and she was just like, her family was like, you know, they were just so hard on her in the newspapers. And it's awful. Of course, she jumped off a parking garage with her babies. Hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, well, who, who missed her struggle? Like, how right. did, what happened that she thought that that was the answer? Hmm. And I was very lucky. Like, you know, people hear postpartum and they're like, oh, you want to kill your children. It's not. I wanted to kill myself. And it was feeling like an imposter, feeling that I was failing, feeling like I was doing everything wrong. And I went into my pregnancy so confident because I've been a nanny. I one of five. I babysat my whole life. It's just, it's this, it is like no hell I can explain. Willie, from a clinical perspective, does um, how, I think and, Beth uh, has a real advantage because you 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 actually can see how the academic fits in and where it will fit in and where it doesn't fit in. 
you know, so I think that gives you a heads up. But Andy, yeah, you were going to say. Does it, does, did that exasperate your, uh, I guess for both of you, Beth, did this exasperate your, you know, addiction and Willie, you know, uh, have you? Yeah, had Beth, I'm also a person with bipolar disorder and, and and a alcohol history and stuff. Oh yeah, I mean when I drank, it didn't it didn't calm me down. It just disinhibited me, and I was I was roaring roaring for a couple of days, you know. Especially on the comedy scene in Boston, I mean, you know, it was just a given. Right, but from a postpartum perspective, um, does it chemically affect? Like, were you when you were drinking? Did you drink while you had postpartum, and did it exasperate? Did you drink more? Um, how did you? Was it? Did you use drinking as a coping mechanism? I guess. Oh, absolutely! I remember driving back from the Cape. Uh, was, my son was seven weeks old, and I started bawling my eyes out. And my uh, we had been on a vacation, and I loved it. Like I loved every second of it. And we were with my um, ex husband's family, and I felt yes. safe there, and I felt like yes. I had help. Um, and not that I did not have help. I don't mean that. I had a lot. I had help. But then we got home and it was like me and it was me and Philly. And, mm. you know, I decided we decided I wasn't going to go back to work and money was tight. And there was all these life stressors that mm. now I can look at and understand so much better mm-hmm. about what was going on. Because at the time and also there is a tremendous amount of shame of raising your hand and saying like, Hey, I'm a mom that's drinking too much. Help me. I went to new mom groups. I did all of that. Nobody was saying the same things. Uh, people were talking about they were tired. I was like, of course we're tired. We have babies. Like everyone's tired. Um, but no one was talking about that. And I felt truly, truly alone. And now, especially for what I do for work and what I'm studying, I'm not alone. And, and I want, this is why I talk because I want somebody else to hear me say it. And then they know they're not alone. That's why support groups are really important. I mean, with support groups, one of the big benefits from support groups is that you're able to identify with someone else that's that's been what you've been through or they're going through it also, so you don't feel alone. You know, I mean, that's a major, major piece. And you mentioned about the, the bipolar piece and the addiction piece. Have you ever heard of DBSA, depression, yeah. bipolar? Yeah, I, okay. I, I was going to them at McLean Wednesday right. nights for a while. Wednesday nights, yeah. yeah. What does and that I, mean? Oh, all the acronyms get me crazy. Uh, DBSA is-, is Depression Bipolar Support Alliance. It's a great group. They're national. They're based in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, but there's meetings all over, all over the country, much like a lot of times when, when people are going on vacation, they'll look ahead to see where they can pick up an AA meeting or an NA meeting. You can do the same with DBSA. BSA too, where, where you can pick oh. up a meeting. And the biggest group usually within the meeting is double trouble, substance abuse with either the bipolar yeah. piece or major depression. And how do I get through the day without a drug or a drink and maintain my mental stability? Well, so so that's the that's the thing. And so Beth, um, and then you had mentioned some about the COVID, but um, can you talk quickly about This Is My Brave and what, what you do mm. with This Is My Brave? Oh, yeah. So um, I found This Is My Brave on Instagram. I was... Uh, scrolling through bipolar moms or bipolar. And this was, um, mm. must have been 2018. Oh no, it was the end of 2017, early 2018. No, no, I'm sorry, I'm lying. 2018, I found them. And what I, the woman who, um, one of the co-founders, Jen Marshall, is her hashtag was bipolar mom. And I just like climbed in her pocket and I was yeah. like, oh my God, I can't believe anybody's talking about this. Oh, this is amazing. Because at the time I was so focused on my recovery from substance that I was like immersed in AA. But there was still this huge other piece that I had to deal with. And yeah. you couldn't, it's not, it's just not as talked about in um, some of the meetings no. that I was going to. So I found her and then I went onto their website and I found it was, a, it was storytelling. So you would 
people would use like storytelling, um, music, dance, anything to share their experience with mental health and uh, substance abuse and to break the stigma. So I, um, they had an audition in Concord, New Hampshire, and I wrote an essay and I went up and I read it and I ugly cried um, in front of everyone. Jen Jennifer Marshall was there before I even went in. I was like, like, like starstruck. Mm. And uh, I uh, like really bared my wounds in front of all of these people that didn't know me. And they uh, accepted my essay and it was amazing. And when I got to deliver it uh, in April, 2019, mm. uh, Andy, that's when we met. So Philip had just been in children's hospital for two weeks. Okay. Um, I went up there and I got to stand in front of 300 people and share. I'd had, I had full 100% shared custody of my son. And um, I do not like, I think one of the things that someone said to me afterwards, this guy came up to me and he's like, if I saw you at Starbucks, I would never believe that that happened to you. And I was <laughs> like, well, that's the thing. Just because I don't wear anything on my t-shirt or I like, I, I look a certain way or I dress a certain way. It absolutely does not mean that I do not have in, immense struggles. Or you never know what a person's you, nope. you never know what a person's going through until you actually sit with them and talk. Yeah. You know? Beth, the thing about you that I I always um, I'm full of compliments today, but the thing about you is that I love the fact that you do so much work on your on yourself, self growth. Right, you are always evolving. Right, I'm trying. I'm and trying. you're really no, no, no. I don't think you're trying. I think you're doing. There's a difference. You're it's not, a you're remarkable. Trying, you're, you're one of my favorite. Ah. You are. I've been doing this for this is three years. You're one of my. I always have you on because you're. You continue to. You love all of us with the bipolar piece. Anyway. I do, I but do. she's always. Fun. <laughs> she's always. She's always doing the work, though, Beth. But isn't yeah. that a telling theme, though? The bipolar piece. I mean. Beth, you, um, when I met you, I think you were waiting tables and you were working at early childhood yep. education. And yep. so now you're in graduate school. Mm -hmm. You're, you've been sober. You're doing Great public school, speaking. Great school, by the way, too, Simmons. Good, good school. So, so think about all you've, I mean, and I know every day you're like, you're so grateful about it. You know, what, for people out there, okay, so we talked about the COVID, the COVID. Um, you said you're very concerned about that. I, I, I know that I see, you know, um, I saw in Pennsylvania, they just banned beer sales last I saw night. That. Yep. Um, people, I don't know if people understand, um, they may, but alcohol is a depressant and it really puts you in, you know, it's like that vicious cycle. Talk about what some of your concerns are with the COVID right now that Beth, you were talking about. So for work, as I'm, I'm a peer specialist and a recovery coach. So we, prior working to COVID, for Jeff, Je working for yeah, Jeff, who we yeah. got, yeah, Jeff Wolfsburg. Go Jeff ahead. Wolfsburg, fancy oh, Jeff. Jeff, you're working with, with Jeff Wolfsburg? He's my big, big boss. You, uh, tell him I say hello. <laughs> I will, I will, I will, I will. He just got a, uh, he just got a promotion. So he's, uh, he's doing really well. He's doing cool. really well. Um, he's a good dude. Yeah. He's a good dude. Yeah, yeah, I like him. He's funny. Um, so prior to COVID, uh, part of my job was I met people like coffee shops, walks, libraries, whatever. We would go out. And then when COVID initially came, my son's daycare closed, like locked the key. And so mm. he was with me more, which I just want to touch on that. Um, one of the things I wanted back from, I wanted from life was more time. I wanted just time. 
And in the strangest way, this pandemic has given me so much more time with my son. And it's a blessing because my husband, my, I'm sorry, oh my God, my ex-husband and I, both yeah. my God, Bert, I are essential. <laughs> and, um, and he has to be at his job where I have the option to do mine a bit more remotely now, which is good. So Philly's been with me. And it's just, it's amazing to have that. But so over the summer, um, I tried my hardest to get out and meet people, weather permitting. I was actually meeting people up until... Uh, last week, it was, mm -hmm. it was nice out. I could meet people, go for walks. Now the numbers are spiking, and I it's and it's yeah. I get tested weekly, but we all know the test can come back false positive. I live with my parents who are seventy four and eighty. Uh, one day we won't, but we do still. <laughs> and my son and I don't want to infect anybody because I'm the one that's out in the field. So, right, right. It, 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 but I do. I, I mean, I've met like some with some people, and it's 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 scary. And uh, one of the things when you talked about depressing depression so i had no idea i was bipolar until after i had my son i'm sure that other people suspected it but i didn't it wasn't known um i never realized that i was like hypomanic hypomanic so i run a little bit higher so when i was drinking alcohol the lows that it took me to like i was doing it to myself sure in a sense like i mean i have days but i get more melancholy i get mm. the blues um but i literally was drinking something thinking one on one hand it calmed my brain down but on the other hand it made me so sad mm. so the sad. next day the next day the oh. night of is a good yeah. time yeah. right but the next day mm. is like you pay the piper yeah, yeah i just don't feel good i mean i don't drink i mean i may have a drink once a year but i don't really drink because i know the next day i feel horrible yeah. I feel depressed as somebody who battles with depression. I feel depressed mm -hmm. and I'm scattered. I'm like, where are my keys? Everything is just like, just. It's like the clients that I have, they say, well, do, do I drink because I'm depressed or depressed because I drink? And the answer is yes. Both, yes. right. You, you, you got to work. I, I, it's like putting a dehumidifier in a, and, you know, I, I, like they'll be on an antidepressant drinking on it. And it's like having an, uh, a dehumidifier with a humidifier in the same room and you're letting them fight it out. You know, it's like, it's crazy. So the isolation, I, I was going to say, I don't know. Um, I just have to, this comes to my well, you head. Know, what, 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 what are the... One of the few benefits that I've seen from the COVID for many people, though, is that there are those that have gone into a self-reflection mode, like all of a sudden, you know, they've been going 100 miles an hour working and doing their thing. And then all of a sudden, like the, the brakes were slammed on and they're looking around going, OK, so so this is my life. Is is this what I really want? And I think people were are really many people are reevaluating where they're at and what for, they want out of life because for they sure have the time for, now. My cousin, my cousin had a gambling and um uh, a big gambling problem and uh, a cannabis problem. And he, uh, for years, and he was really, it was causing him a lot of problems, the cannabis. And he, he quit. The COVID just like forced him to self-reflect. And he's, he's quit smoking cannabis and gambling, right? That's I mean, awesome. for, for months, right? He's doing awesome. Right. It's hard, though. He's like, I got yeah, when you get that time to confront yourself and it's like, OK, where where, where do I really want to go now? What do I want to do? Well, so that's interesting. And I just wanted to throw something out there. Um, what's interesting is uh, uh, back when the pandemic first started, there was a commercial. I thought it was funny as hell, but I guess they pulled it because it was a guy who was at home and he was drinking alone. And he would look at household items and they look like people. So he would have conversation. I forgot the name of the liquor, but he would have conversations with like 
the uh, faucet. Sounds like wormwood or something. Oh, yeah, God. the faucet, right? And he'd say, "Hey, my man," right? And he, so it was like he was drinking. They were promoting drinking alone, mm. which. You know, and I think this isolation. That's a George right? Thorogood song. That's about it. You know, I drink alone. So, so talking about that. So, Beth, um, where can people get in touch with you? How can if if, if people want to learn about, um, you know, reach out to you? You're always open. Oh yeah, to... absolutely. So it's um, Beth Stark S T A R C K on Facebook, and then my Instagram is uh, polarize polarize underscore goose mom. Both accounts are open. It's um, just good and bad. I don't Sunday, right. but they're not private. Um, just because I want people to be able to reach it. I did a, I, I think I sent it to you. I did that podcast recovery happy hour. Uh, no, right. Oh, right when the pandemic, I'm hit. your agent. I'm your agent. Where's my, where... um, <laughs> yeah, you're mine too. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm both of your agents. I'm, I'm, uh, spreading the gospel. Okay, Beth, go ahead. So I did that and I ended up, uh, making connections with women that lived all over. And it's been amazing because I think that it's a, it's a private thing. It's like, you know, to like messenger, they know I don't have, they don't have to like write on my page and say anything. And I'm able to have these conversations with people and be really, really honest. And I think that my honesty to some is probably like aggravating or annoying, yes. but I needed honesty when I was going through it and I found mm-hmm. it and I found it through people on Instagram and I found it through like Andy Jeff hooked me up with you and I got the opportunity to meet so many people yeah. and if I Brene love- Brown and you love Brene Brown oh Brene Brown yeah I love, I love Brene Brown She's I got a- like 10 of her books that um give to people braving the wild her. and and yeah. and yep but she's I mean all that stuff and like if I so it's the end of 2020 um It'll be five years in the spring since that day in the Charles River. And my life looks so different. Mm. It's so mm. full. It's so awesome. Um, I have my moments. I hate COVID. Um, mm. Dating is awful, but yet you want to try because it's things being alone. Um, actually, my dating life is, is pretty good right now. But um, <laughs> <laughs> well, with the mask, like, hi. No, I was lucky to meet someone prior. Like, oh, okay. Like okay. before before the numbers got high. Right. But, right. Um, but it's just it's it's better and it's more it's like full mm. of honesty. Mm. And I don't know. I think I think I'm, I hope I'm being a good role model to my son, and I'm hoping being a good role model to the people I've gotten to meet. So here's my last question. Go ahead. If I can add in, I mean, it, it, it really seems to be a specialized area, the, the postpartum depression. I know years ago there was a colleague of mine. I don't even know if she's practicing still, but but her name is Beth Broderick Schmidt. And that was her, her whole specialty area was just postpartum depression. But she was working out of Medford. I don't know if you've ever run into her, Beth, or heard about her over the years. Or No, it's, so it's interesting because I, um, I never, like, I ended up through the stuff that I've done with Andy, like people, like I was able to get my name around a little bit and I got to yeah. do this really cool thing at the co-center at MGH this year. Yeah. So it's part of a, a video for parents with substance abuse and or mental health struggles. Mm-hmm. And through MGH, I've gotten a couple more names of postpartum. Like I know I'm going into a very individualized like nook. But a but much needed nook. It's so needed. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And then I, it's just, it's so scary when it happens. I mean, I lost everything. And I'm really lucky. Like, my ex-husband and I get along really well. We co-parent really well, even in a pandemic. Like, I mean, things that I know that a lot of people are struggling with that we seem to have gotten down. But a lot of it was, like, me saying, owning my owning my side of the street, mm. making my amends, going to his family, making my amends. And every day, like, 
waking up and saying, I'll be brave and strong for Philip and I will face what comes and I'll be honest and I'll own it. And as long as I'm doing those things, I'm like hoping for. You're doing the work. You're doing it. <laughs> You're doing, You're doing it, the so. work. Yeah. Tell, tell me. Um, okay. So, and then we're going to hear from Willie and some of, and I will hope you'll stay with us. Oh yeah. Okay. So tell me, were you always this way? Like, were you always this kind of person and that alcohol and your kind of depression took that from you and that now that you're not drinking, you're, this is who you are or did this become a byproduct of being sober? Like, in other words, did you go back to who you were yes. maybe as a kid and then this kind of robbed you of that? Um, I was always a very sensitive kid, but when I was in third grade, I wrote a letter to Governor Dukakis and I asked him to do something about the homeless problem. And yeah. he wrote me back. And um, I always wanted to be a social worker. And then when I was 18, I started my struggles with mental health and um, drinking made it quiet. And I then I just got this, I was like, I'm not smart. I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not that. Yeah. So the fact that I graduated college and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I graduated magna cum laude. You should toot your, toot, toot um, yeah. your own horn. And that I got into Nobody kids. else will. If, uh, if I mean, honestly. No, it's like my dad is so proud of me. Mm. And, and I think I went back to who I was at 17, but stronger and braver. Right. But, yeah. Right. So I you do. found who, who that was but, by yes. being... But, so if you could advise, you have to go far, far back the way that that Beth is though, because oftentimes I'll get clients saying, well, I, you know, I, I want to get back to the person that I was right before I drank. And it's like, uh, why would you want to do, do that? And they look at me and it's like, isn't that the person that set you up to eventually pick up? I mean, so, I mean, do you want to be, you want to be exactly like you were before or, you know, I mean, it's a great, I go, used to smoke back to an innocent time. Like Beth is talking about though, when, you know, things were rolling smooth and, you know, things were glass, then you have to figure out, you know, what, what were the trip ups? Right. Take a step. I, I quit smoking. Cause I went back to who I was. I always hated smoking. Right. Mm -hmm. I always hated it. I hated it. And I smoked for 18 years, gave it up in 2003. Mm -hmm. Haven't had a cigarette since don't have no desire, but because I was always against it, but I had to go back and like, look at who I was at Way that back. point. Yeah. 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 It's, school is making me do that. Like, again, I thought the class that like the coursework would really just the amount of work I had to do, but it is opening up so many doors. And then I'm thinking to myself, Oh, that, that, you know, like that happened when I was 17. And then I'm thinking back to the things I did and, then I became like a people pleaser and a yes girl. And I would do what everyone else was doing because it was easier than, you know, kind of speaking my mind. Now you can't get me to shut up. But that's how I was when <laughs> I, I was a kid. I, I know. And on that note. <laughs> was on a comedy kidding. scene. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm kidding. No, stay with us. Okay, we're going to go. Okay, don't leave. Um, let's piggyback off that. Willie is, um, obviously, he's a. Yeah, there was a handout that came out through the, uh, the private practice colloquium on the North Shore back last March, and it's mental health well, uh, wellness tips for quarantine, and it goes through a list of points and stuff. The first one here is sticking to a road, uh, stick to a routine, go to sleep and wake up at a reasonable time, write a schedule that is varied and, and includes time for work as well as for self-care. So staying on a schedule is huge. Uh, before the pandemic, even, if you're, you're someone in early recovery, it's really important to have a schedule you know, to know what you're going to do day by day. So how do you cope with it right now? If you know, like, I hate holidays, right? Because it takes me off schedule. It really messes with my structure yeah. of, you know, it's like, okay, stop, right. You could so be on a probably momentum. The hardest thing, stop. 
probably the hardest thing for many people, but the COVID is, has, quote, helped out in this, but the hardest thing for many people over the years has been scheduling their downtime. Yeah. No, no problem scheduling 40, 60, 70 hours a week, but, you know, actually scheduling downtime, you know, and stuff. And that's why it's important to like, you know, make sure that you're taking time off, not just once a year, you know, for a week or two. It's really important to schedule downtime every single day, you know, for the next two hours, I'm not doing anything. You know, I'm going to go, 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 go to Hulu and watch Family Guy. It's going to be fine. You know? There you there you go. What what other what are some of the other things that you uh, number uh, two here? Dress for the social life you want, not just the social life you have. Get showered and dress in comfortable clothes. Wash your face, brush your teeth. I think we've gone into the Zoom period now where, you know, where 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 uh, where pants have become an option, so to speak. Everyone's in shorts. There's a commercial flops. with that. Yeah, it's got great. a neighbor. He was out in his yard the other day in between Zoom meetings and stuff. And he had on, you know, a tie, a dress shirt and khaki shorts i mean you know with with flip-flops i mean so i know you know he's just sitting down for the zoom meeting and he looks presentable you know and this and that but but uh, yeah you know? well that's a i agree with that because you know um for the longest time i was wearing shirt t-shirts and stuff and i'm like yeah, yeah. i gotta put clothes on like i can't <laughs> i can't continue continue so, man right <laughs> right like george like george on Seinfeld, who's like, I'm going to wear sweatpants, Jerry. I've mailed it in. I'm wearing sweatpants. Yeah, like, you, yeah. you have to do that. Okay, keep going. Yeah, next one. It's, it's saying to get out at least once a day for at least for 30 minutes. And it's like, there was just research that came out not too long ago. It, it was out of Harvard saying that uh, there's a much greater mortality rate for people from lack of vitamin D and stuff. And yeah. vitamin D is the sun. And, you know. Uh, I don't know about you, you folks there, but I mean, I have a dog. I always have an excuse to go out for a nice, you know, one to three mile walk with him, get some fresh air, get some sunshine, although uh, not today, but, but yeah, but, you know, m making sure that you get out at least 30 minutes a day. I mean, one of the things doing teletherapy from home and stuff too, the gyms, I really haven't been, been, been hitting the Y in a while, but what, what I got back to doing is in between clients, when I'm doing teletherapy, I'll drop on the floor, do 10 pushups. So on your doing, knuckles? On your knuckles? Not, not on my knuckles. No, no. I've okay. had some some hand surgeries. I'm not going on my okay. knuckles. But you know, <laughs> just, just doing simple things like 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 that, or you know, when a commercial comes on TV, dropping on the floor and doing some crunches. I mean, you know, I mean, so I mean, there's a way to keep yourself up physically too. You know? It's a little you little things, out. right? The, yeah. These are the little things. Okay, yeah. keep going. Uh, next one here. Uh, find some time to move each day. Again, daily for at least. 30 minutes or so. I mean, if I have a, a phone appointment with somebody, oftentimes I'm jogging in place throughout the phone call, you know? Or you're making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or... Uh, yeah, no, I don't do that. Yeah, you don't do that or like... I'm not uh, a PB&J okay. guy, so... Not, you, know. you know what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, I do though. All yeah. right, what 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 else? Uh, next one here, it says, reach out to others. You guessed it at least once daily for, for, for 30 minutes. Try to do FaceTime, Skype, phone calls, Zoom, connect with other people. Uh, to seek and provide support. And I think, you know, we, we all know there's been virtual meetings that have been going on now, whether they're DBSA virtual meetings for the different groups, there's AA and NA virtual meetings. I have an older brother that's in the program and uh, AA, and he's been going, he's been going to meetings like, you know, virtual meetings all over the country. And in addition to that, he's been, he's, he, he, he went to one in Germany because he speaks German. Uh, he went to, he actually chairs, he's in Greenwich, uh, uh, Connecticut and stuff. He, he gets up on Sunday mornings at nine o'clock to chair a meeting that's actually in Melbourne, Australia, and it's 9 p.m. there and stuff. So he's retired. His big thing now is once this COVID ends, 
I'm going to start traveling and visit all these people that, that I was in the virtual meetings with, Australia, Germany, you know, whatever the case is. So he's using this time as really a way to um, do something. Yeah, for the, yeah for fellowship productive. and stuff. Yeah, fellowship of it. Next one here, stay hydrated and eat well. Uh, that's something I, I have that's to That's a tough away. one. That's it a is tough. tough. One. I, I have to stay away from the Ben and Jerry's after seven o'clock at night. That's my downfall, man. Ice cream, anyone else here? Ice cream people? Yes. I'm an yes. ice cream. Yeah. Yes. yeah. It's tough, man. It's, it's terrible. Tough. That's why I'm wearing clothes because I, I find like, <laughs> right? Like if you are wearing like sweatpants and you know, um, they're making pants for like stay at home. Extra tight, so I can't get more down. You know, it's, it's terrible. It's, it's the COVID twenty, right? It it's is, the, it co is. the COVID nineteen, right? It's yeah. it's tough. Okay, keep going. Yeah, the next one is to develop a self care toolkit. Uh, it can look different for everybody. Um, you know, you try, try to do strategies that have a sense, a sensory component, the seven senses, touch, taste, sight. Hearing, smell, vestibular, which is movement and um, and comforting pressure and stuff. So, but by the way, anyone know the memory, the memories that stay with you the longest? The bad ones. Well, but which of your senses do you keep memories from the longest? Oh, smell. Smell. Yes. Yes. Really? Yeah. No. And that goes back to your mother. I mean, you know, you knew the scent of your mother. Mm -hmm. You could be being passed around to aunts and uncles and you're crying. But when you get back to your mother and that familiar scent, it calms right down and stuff. It's amazing. But the sense of smell. Um, okay. So then you have, Beth, what are you doing with your stuff? Like what, yeah. what, what are some of the tool, what's your toolkit? Yeah. Um, so I did stop wearing sweatpants because I put on a pair of jeans <laughs> and wanted to cry. Right. Um, so I do. I get up every. I do get up every day. Shower. Do my hair. Um, Which I, I had hair to do. <laughs> Me too. I try Me to too. establish uh, some sort of a routine with my schedule. That's where I, for work I get a little scattered because I find I'm working like in the morning and then I have to take time off for like homeschooling Philly and then I'll work at night mm. and then. Um, I'm reading like a fiend. I'm actually reading the sober truth right now, which is like blowing my mind. Um, and yeah, I've just been kind of trying to take in new things to work on. Yeah. And then I am like, I, you know, I'm watching a little bit more Hulu than I normally would, but, um, and then we do, we get outside every day, weather permitting for at least 30 minutes and mm -hmm. we do something outside because, uh, and then I did buy one of those, um, Inmates get to do that. Inmates can go out in the courtyard. So, right. You know those lights that they suggest people use for um, seasonal affective disorder? I have one. I have one. I bought one. And so it sits on my desk next to my, um, for 20 minutes while I'm doing work. So I kind Bed, of- Bed, Bath & Beyond sells them. Lux you could, Lux Lux. Yep. Yeah, Lux you could have got, you could have, in the old days, you would have to get a prescription for them from your doctor. You couldn't oh, wow. just, Yeah. At one point in time, it's my it was better then too because a lot of times because it was a prescription, you could you you could get insurance to cover it. But right now you yeah. can't. It's short money. It's short money. It's yeah, like 30, 40 dollars. Yeah, yeah, I mean thirty forty dollars for a small one and stuff. But but they really do help, especially with uh, with, uh, with with SAD with seasonal affective disorders mm -hmm. and vitamin D. Yeah, but, uh, we keep ours in our in our bathroom. So when we start the day, we've got the light on in the bathroom. It's as if, as if the sun is coming up. You know. Uh, what's next? What's next? Um, 
give everyone the benefit of the doubt in a wide berth. I, I know the first month or so here, my wife and I are both working from home. And I know, I know the first month it was like, you know, I'd be, I'd be talking to people on the phone and I'd be walking through the whole house and up and down the stairs. And she was like, can you just pick a spot? And this is my workplace, right? This is yeah. my workplace, right? Just pick a spot. So she's on right. the second floor and I'm in the man dog, dog cave down the basement now. So stuff. But, so yeah. you're giving her, so even though she's home, yeah. you have to treat it like she's, at work so you can't yeah well i mean yeah i mean plus you you know you can't i mean with we've been married for 40 years now and stuff so i mean you know i married my best friend so there's no getting away from her so so but uh tell me about tell, tell me about like, you, know, you even, again just that yeah i mean when you when you're when you're with each other like 24 hours a day now, now she's starting to go out for walks during the day you know in between work and stuff and you know but it, it, you, you you can begin to grade on each other after a while it's just like oh you're still here it's like yeah the covid is too you know so you luckily you like each other we always say yeah. that luck thank god we like being around each other because otherwise it would be well you know the romance i mean the, with romance comes and goes if you're not best of friends to begin with i don't know it can be tough it can be a long haul what what else you got what else i got what else i got what uh, else you got let me see here um everyone find their own retreat space do you have a set you know a place in your house that's just your little niche you know your little niche you can get away to and stuff best you have one you have one not really we're constantly like i'm not kidding you we have uh like, again we love my parents so we're upstairs we have three rooms and i think i'm moving furniture once a week because <laughs> like i'm trying to get like we're, we're worried that schools are going to go completely remote. So I need to have a space for Philip that he can do his work. And then I'm trying that's to happened have a... in Wakefield now. Well, no, that's remote. where he goes to school. Did they just say they're going remote? The high school, the high school is, is all remote. <laughs> that's what, yeah. So we're waiting. He's in elementary school. Okay. So, um, and then okay. I'm trying to have an area like where my school desk and my work desk is not in my bedroom. Mm. And then I need like, so we're constantly just moving furniture. I say that is, um, Probably my biggest stressor right now is space. Yeah, my, my wife has rearranged her office like three or four times since the COVID began, just, just to have a different perspective, a different view. Yeah, you know? yeah. First it was in one window, now it's in another window, then it got turned around the other way, and you know. It, it yeah, just, it's tough, it's yeah. tough. Yeah. Um, what else is on that list? Uh, next one here, expect behavioral issues in children and respond gently. How's it been for him? He is a homebody by nature, so he kind of loves this. Um, he's, he's very happy. Um, so when he's with me, it's me and him. And then his dad's remarried. He's got two stepbrothers, so he has yeah. the best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, so I think he, I think he's been pretty good. There's been a little bit more backtalk than we're used to yeah. and a little bit more sass. Uh, and then I'm also um, discovering, like today, uh, we were driving back to Maltham, and there was an accident. It took us an hour and a half. And so yeah. I used a word that I shouldn't have used, and now he won't stop saying it. So I'm also realizing that like I have to check myself what like my mood before I just start spouting off. Yeah. <laughs> when in doubt, don't say anything, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's not my MO. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's some other uh, important stuff on the list as well. There's like a ton of them, but uh, yeah. what are the key ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to jump around and stuff too. Uh, to, to limit social media and COVID conversation. Welcome to CNN. Oh my God! You know, I killed. It's killed me. I mean, yeah. you know what though? Here's the good news though. I, yeah. I'd like to speak on this one. Here's yeah. Here, here's the good news. Yesterday, I'm driving down. We're driving down in New Jersey uh, to help my father-in-law out, and when we're driving, they're introducing the new 
um, transition team or not, the, the cabinet. Yeah. I was bo- I was bored to tears, bored to tears. I, I, I think that's up. what we I think that's what we need now from government uh, is to just bored. Be bored. To be bored by it. It's what like, am I going to do now? I got no because yeah, I know firing off here and firing off there, or saying crazy stuff and yeah. nicknames and stuff. Yeah. It's like you're going to miss me when I'm gone because I literally, <laughs> I literally used to like talk to people about. Can you believe yeah, what? You know that's how we the, joke and go, Mike, 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 Mike. Right. It's been, it's been four years of Trump, 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 Trump. Right. Like, I, I, it's so normal, and I'm like, what am I going to do now if politics isn't the thing that I'm zeroed in on um i gotta find something new because that almost like fed my anxiety and depression and and worry i mean can you does that register with you beth at all a little bit um from i was gonna actually ask you willie actually about this um when you guys were talking about getting on each other's nerves one of the things that i found with the beginning of COVID was i had uh, a, a huge amount of jealousy towards people that were in partnerships because, um, so I'm one of four, all my siblings are partnered off. And I, I was, I really, I was very jealous. Um, I, I worked through it luckily with my therapist cause I had to, but you know, I'd have friends that were complaining about being home with their husband. And I was like, are you serious? At least you have someone there. It's not just you. Yeah. Um, I didn't know if you, like, I know I was so, I was so sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, mean, don't understand. I, have, I feel that I, way with kids. So no, 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 no. Yeah. it's like, I had an opposite effect where it was like, you know, you know, I was, you know, I, at the very beginning of the COVID I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm outside and all my neighbors are working on their yards and, you know, and they're going for long walks and I was getting really, really envious of it and stuff. And, you know, and I, and I said something to my wife, Yvette, and she goes, uh, Willie, that's because they're out of work. And I went, oh, oh, that's right. We're working. Yeah, they're yeah. they're doing this because they're out of work. But I mean, I was seeing people, you know, people going for walks with dogs that I'd never seen. I had never seen these people before. And all of a sudden, everybody's walking three, four times a day sure. and, you know, just to get out of the house. It was crazy. How important is a grateful list? I mean, my wife and I have started to do list? that. Yeah. yeah, like Very things nice. we're grateful because when I start doing it, because I was in a real funk the other day, and there's I almost a guilt on my, my end too. It's it's like you know the COVID from a, the COVID from a, a career standpoint has been extremely beneficial. I mean, I am I'm turning away three to five referrals a week because I don't have the space, you know. And I there's almost a guilt about it. Is like you know is it like I'm making money off the COVID? And it was like, well, no, because I was always busy that way. But you know, it's just, just that feeling. I, I wish there were more therapists out there because therapists are booked out i mean i was referring to colleagues and now my colleagues are full i mean yeah. it's, it's just crazy you know i mean you know you, you, you know if i get an emergency call from mclean's or something and it's like hey is there any way and it's like okay i'll do bipolar hours i'll do appointments at 10 11 12 o'clock at night you know i mean fine you know but i've got a nine o'clock tonight you know with someone with bipolar disorder and stuff. well so the you know the the grateful <laughs> list is really interesting because gratitude yeah. you know yeah because yeah. we're like claudia you know my wife and i were like you know, we give thanks every day. We give thanks literally every day. So it's Thanksgiving, but we literally, you know, for simple things like having clothes to wear, having, yeah. having, having a warm coat, having warm socks, having a food on, in, on your table. Oh, yeah, with, uh, we've been upping our, our contributions to the food banks. It's just like, there's people out there that don't have enough to eat. I mean, nationally, we're, we're seeing it. It's a mess. Right. So, you know, it's like, I'm sure people can find things to be grateful for, whatever, whatever it is in your life, because it could always be, it could always be worse. Yeah. I'm grateful for my golden retriever. I'm grateful for you. 
Um, Thank you. I'm grateful for I'm grateful for all of you. <laughs> okay. All right. And, and Beth. Okay. What else? What else you got? You're talking to me or Beth? Because you said either Beth. you. Oh, oh I meant okay, you, yeah. Willie. What What else you got? Uh, to lower expectations and pr practice radical self acceptance. What's that, that look like? Talk that about means that. I'm okay just the way I am. Everybody has issues, you know, that they're working on. Personally, I don't like, uh, you know, I don't like the term. Uh, oh God, it's 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 an old twelve-step term. Character defects. It's like it, I'm not defective. I'm working on things. You know, I mean, I I, I drive my students nuts at you, you, you mass. They'll say, "Are you you in recovery?" And I'll say, "No, I'm recovered." There's an ED on it. And they'll go, oh, you're recovered, huh? And it's like, do you read the big book of AA? And they'll go, well, well, yeah. I said, well, in the big book of AA, it doesn't say those of us in recovery. It says those of us that have recovered with an ED. And they go, well, if you're, if you're recovered, what are you doing now? And I go, self-actualization. And then I usually fly them a digit from my hand and uh, everybody laughs. But, you know, it's just, yeah, I'm, I'm doing self-actualization now. That's what I'm, but every, everybody's got stuff to work on, you know? It's just part of being human. What say you, Beth? I really like how you how you said that, Willie, because that's actually really resonating with what I'm reading in the Sober Truth, which is okay. like for me. So I I did AA, and um, and now I do a litany of recovery based things. Yeah. And I've, I yeah. and especially because of my job, I paint changed the verbiage I use about myself. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. so what it, I did, I think it was like in May, I wrote a blog for This Is My Brave, and I, it was like my friends all read it, and they were like, "You're such a jerk." But um, <laughs> because I was like, I'm lonely. This is not good. No, 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 no. But it was true. And I was like, you know what? I have to accept the fact that I am at that time. And it was very difficult for me to be like worried about my parents, worried about my son, trying to figure out what we're going to do for school, all this, this, and then also yeah. really try to take care of myself. So now I'm in a better state of like, this is what it is. Take it as it is. I'm lucky I have a job. I have my son. Mm. I, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky for many things, but a gratitude list is huge. And then I would yeah. say radical acceptance is huge. Yeah, it's good such point, a good Sam. book. It's yeah. such a good book. Um, Sober truth. Yes. Uh, okay. Are there a couple more on there that you? Uh... Yeah. Well, let me uh, let me go through uh, page number twenty nine. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, though, notice the good in the world. The helpers. No, notice notice positive things that are coming out of this. You know, people being people being human again and doing things. Did did anybody happen to catch that guy the other day whose dog was whose dog was grabbed by an alligator? on oh, the no. golf course and he jumped in the water and he pulled the alligator out with his dog and he got his dog out of the alligator's mouth and the whole time he had a cigar in his mouth and he never dropped the cigar. That's it, tremendous. It was amazing, but he jumped in the water. The alligator went under with his little dog and he went, he went under the water and grabbed the alligator and brought it up on the bank and pulled his dog out. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, all the people that are volunteering time at the food banks and helping out and clothing. Getting out of yourself, getting out of yourself a little getting bit. Getting out of self. Getting right. And of self. Uh, being uh, ruminating in your, in your own head, which is yeah. always, it's hard to do, especially right now. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's kind of why I thought it would be important for us to do the show today mm. because with the holiday coming up, I thought it would make sense to, you know, have this you know, for not only people, but I think it's helpful to go through this on our own too, you know, yeah. to, to be able to talk. Okay. And I guess we have like a couple minutes left. Is there one more on there that we can, uh, well, Beth, un unfortunately for you, Beth, I'm going to be in touch with, with you because I think that we're running on the same vein on a bunch of stuff. So that'd be cool. And I really hope so. I, yeah. I, yeah, I really hope so. Uh, He'll change uh, your life, Beth. It's like that old song. I'm being followed by a bipolar. <laughs> bipolar, bipolar. <laughs> <laughs> 
Got a bipolar woman. Got a bi okay. Anyway, though. We're so fun. <laughs> Um, it, it's saying, saying here, oh, find lightness and humor in each day. Yeah. There's a lot to be worried about with good reason. Counterbalance this heaviness with something funny each day. Cat videos on YouTube, stand up on Netflix, a funny movie. I'm, I'm a big believer. My master's thesis was on the efficacy of humor as a component within the therapeutic relationship and health in general. So I'm a big believer in the use of humor in everyday life. There, there's actually a you YouTube uh, uh, that, that's called F That Meditation that I'll often show to clients. I don't know if you, you've seen oh, I'm it. Write that down. No, I'm going to write. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I the can't guy, meditate. The guy, the guy has, it's perfect for those of us with the bipolar piece too. It's great and stuff, but it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a beach scene and the guy's got a real calming voice. And then you actually start listening to what he's saying and it's a riot. So you got to check it out. <laughs> I will. I will. Yeah. Okay. And, and the last one I saw, which, which is probably the most important one of them all, okay. yeah. was reach out for help, correct? Yeah, it's a sign of strength to ask for help. It's not a weakness. It doesn't mean you're stupid. It just means you don't have the information you need to move forward. It's a sign of strength to, to ask for help. Not well, that's what Brene Brown talks about, right, Beth, about vulnerability? It does. I'm working tomorrow, actually. Um, I have my son till one. Mm -hmm. And so I tend to work on Thanksgiving um, because I realize that how lucky I am that I got the morning with him. Mm. And especially during COVID, there's just, I, it's really breaking my heart. I really, yesterday I was saying to someone, I was like, I just want to open like a place where we can all just sit six feet apart tomorrow. Cause I just, I worry about people. I, I really well, they're do. talking about, you know, the overdose death, death numbers from this past year are going to be off the charts, you oh, know, up, up, know. up around 71,000. I know. So, I mean, it's uh, it's a tough time. I mean, I, I've had clients left and right going back into detox or they're going inpatient psych with anxiety issues. I mean, it's been, it's been a tough haul. Yeah. It's like a survival of the fittest right now, you yeah. know, and, and a lot of, lot of ways and so i think you know if you're running through the jungle you're probably really good to have people to run through the jungle with who are yeah. you know uh on your team yeah and maybe block out the people who aren't necessarily good for you well uh, right before yeah. the covid but beth i was actually asked to come down to speak at a dbsa uh, meeting to open one up so oh no i loved them i i so. really and i loved the people i got to meet um because <laughs> you know i got diagnosed like four years ago. So it's still somewhat new to me. Yeah. Like in, to a degree and work, you know, like I did neuropsych testing this year and they were like, you're ADHD. And I was like, you can't treat it because I'm bipolar. So it's like, yeah. it's been a huge Yeah, you have curve. to be really, really careful with stimulants if you have yes. a, bi a bipolar piece. Well, you got to take like a, uh, there's like a medication that you can take to kind of keep you even. Yeah. And then you can take, take the bipolar. We're not, or, we're, yeah, we're, doing, we're not doing anything. I'm just kind of figuring ways around it. I learn my, my learning style is just different. I do a lot of stuff auditory, which is great. And then uh, I have a writing yeah. coach. Thank God. So. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. If you, if you like Beth too, I can, I can forward you. It's like, uh, it's like uh, 50, 50 techniques for maintaining stability with the bipolar piece oh. from a homeopathic standpoint. Yes. That can we put great. that on it? Can we, we put that on um, our Facebook page? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, that would be so helpful. And I know my son would love that because I'm probably, okay. I'm probably, that's what I'm most worried about is what my mood during COVID mm. and him, but mm. he's, good. he's good. So, so this is the end of our show We're we, we're out of no, time let's now. Let's do another hour. Come on. We're out of, <laughs> we're out of time. Do another hour. I'm going to look at the clock and say, we're going to have to stop now. Um, what <laughs> you do that, don't you? 
Willie, you did. You yeah, you're like, was um, about to start, right? I'm sorry. We're going to have to stop now. Um, we'll pick that back up. Uh, any words yeah, of wisdom? I just hang up the phone. Yeah, goodbye. No, I don't. I don't. Um, any words of wisdom from you both before we sign off? If you need help, reach out, please. Yes, and, and stay safe and, uh, you know, do self-care. You know, if I'm not taking care of myself, I can't be available to anybody else. Yep. Right, and get out of your – mine is get out of your own head, Right. That's probably scary place. It yes. is a scary place. Well, listen, happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Yes, Michael said. Weber, happy Thanksgiving said. to Michael, you. Yep. Uh, we will see you guys next week on the map and have a great week, everybody. Is Beth coming back? Beth back next week? <laughs> Beth, you, Beth has a, you know what? Beth has a permanent invitation. Oh, come back. We'll have fun. We love I'll Beth. Come, I'll come back. Everybody loves so much. Oh, you're so e- not, e- not everybody <laughs> loves Beth. All right. All right, kids. Well, listen, have, have a good one, and we will right. catch you next time on The Map. Thank the you. Map. Bye. 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 Bye.